What's good, man? It's your boy, Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the r slash ranch talk show where we talk about everything in r slash ranch news, new posts, new things about ranch as a substance. Uh Everything you want to talk about ranch related, we got it here. Uh, sponsor- that's that's all I have. Sponsored by Cash App. Sponsored by what? Cash App? I <laughs> well, guess. I, mean, I wish, but we're not. Everything is sponsored by Cash App nowadays. We're not. Why don't you get on that? Come on. You're the social media director at this yeah. point, except I do the Twitter and I make the t- TikTok videos. You just upload them. You do a little work. Okay. A little I'll, bit. I'll say that much. You know, I have to wait around for the right time to post, you know, the, to, to game the algorithm. Granted, the last one I just posted when I got off work and uh, it. And it got just as many views. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, anyway. TikTok famous YouTubers, uh, podcast hosts, uh, Twitter okay. famous. What the fuck Virtual is this thing? Podcast. You, no, 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 no. What did you open this fucking podcast with? No, like, I was getting there. I'm saying we're famous on all of this media. We you're have like our this is the ranch TikTok podcast. Fame. You need to go explain this before anything. You're, you're not letting me explain. I'm trying so oh hard to explain God. right now. We got a TikTok fame. That's what we have now. We're TikTok famous. We have. Twitter fame, YouTube fame, et cetera, et cetera. What's the next step? Getting a ranch-related subreddit <laughs> and then putting our TikTok on the subreddit. Uh, before I, no, before okay. I, you keep going, this is the Virtual Homework <laughs> Podcast for people that didn't know. that I'm Dana. Yeah, we play – this is a video game-related podcast, if you couldn't tell, because of, like, the He's three Sam. minutes of ranch talk. Neither of us like ranch, by the way. I, I hope that we we <laughs> so, are able so to reiterate that. So, what did you do that. in regards to ranch? Okay, so basically, if a subreddit doesn't have mods, you're able to just like go to this one subreddit called Reddit Request, and then you just get the subreddit if you want it. So I'm like, there's no mods for r slash ranch. I guess I'll take it. All the posts are like about like using. It's either like, oh, this is a nice ranch. I want to move to this ranch. Or it's like, anyone else use ranch's lube? And it's like, <laughs> eh, I'll post my TikTok there. And so, yeah, we have. We have we've taken we're gonna be over permanently on r slash ranch. Dude, can you can you make me mod of that? I could, but why? Okay. I want to be a yeah, mo- sure. I want to be a mod of r slash ranch. I, I guess that's where we're going with this. Anyway, well, this is a video game podcast, right? <laughs> is it is it still a video game podcast? Yes. This Did is, we play a video game this week? We played a video game. We played uh, the NES version of Minecraft. Well, actually. I personally played multiple video games this week. Did you play multiple video games this week? Did you play any more Cyberpunk? Uh, I played a little, 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 little bit. The problem with, like, I've had, like, 13-hour shifts, like, three times this week, so I really haven't had time to play many games. I didn't even play this game until, like, right before the podcast, which I did end up beating it, but, um, because it's an NES game and none of these games are actually very long, but... Yeah, unless you're playing, like, Mother, and that's, like, an actual, like, 25-hour yeah, yeah, RPG. Yeah, yeah. There's no in-between Jesus. for NES games. It's either 25 hours or, like, an hour. Yeah, actually. And sometimes those hour games have a lot of replay value. We'll t- we'll go into that later, but I want to say I played, actually, a decent amount of... Cyber- I, pu- I played, like, six hours of Cyberpunk. Nice. Nothing crazy. I actually... I, I know we, like, talked about it and how it's not 
not a very good like GTA like sandbox like just like oh go and go on a rampage. Yeah. I actually did that a little bit and I had fun. It definitely doesn't hold a candle to yeah. a game like GTA. I advanced the story and I've been enjoying it. I just keep feeling when I play that game just like I am never going to get to the end of it. It's making me sad. I, I like the way that I like to put it. Imagine if you're like really really into One Piece yeah. but you're on like episode 10 and you work 80 hours a week. Yeah, yeah. It's just we have so many we have other games to play. You have a job, like you have a girlfriend. It's just like how do you make the time to play like a 500 hour game yeah it's it's i just don't have the time and i'm sad because i really want to continue and it's like i just i guess i could prioritize other things in my life but that's totally not going to happen it's also worse than something like one piece where like yeah there's like 800 episodes but at least you're able to multitask while watching them like a video game commands your entire attention so maybe one day like we'll we'll do like 800 episodes of this podcast and every single episode i'll have like a cyberpunk update like played 10 (laughs) minutes we still need to we still need to play fucking psychonauts yeah i mean like honestly i have a question just like when do you think it's acceptable or do you ever think it's acceptable for us to go back to a previous game and play it for a second time on the podcast is it only when there's a significant update and like it actually changes the game or do you think we're ever gonna like do another episode on a game we previously played well i mean it's like a game like fucking psychonauts we both played like two hours of it and it's like there's so much more to it that we could enjoy i think like have a continuation and like more final thoughts on it but the problem is i think we're just going to be saying the same exact things we said it just we have more context yeah yeah i mean like I don't know about you. I'm a changed gamer. Play 50 games in a year, and now I'm now I'm a video game snob. Yeah. Now now I go back to like a very early episode, and I'll just be like, this game doesn't tickle my fancy <laughs> as much as I I, I hoped in There's, this regard. 999 still is a fucking good game. That game is awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, we play like we shot our load like way too early and played like one of the best games we've played on the podcast on like episode two. We got to play this. Se- we, we actually might play the second one soon. I I think we should go back to it. That'd be cool. Yeah, we own them right because yep. like we got like a package deal with them. Mm-hmm. But we are really getting off the topic, off the title. <laughs> yeah, which what, I know, I, I know, what did I say? I said we play the NES version of Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people I know. I've I've talked. We've had conversations about this. Like, oh, we should probably sprinkle in some games that are like popular uh, because people. We want to actually gain some relevance. We want people to actually find our podcast yeah, through traditional absolutely. means. So with that, uh, I decided let's play a game that has a lot of search recognition like you're people are really searching Hinotori Hohen Gauno Buken on YouTube and Google constantly we we were we've been talking like for months can about I stop here Hino- for a second how 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 long how many times did you practice saying that I actually literally I have I have the game title here but like I did not that practice was at professional all. everybody round applause Hinoturin uh oh God, I've already been Hinotori <laughs> Hohen Gauno Buken aka Phoenix Chronicles, Gao's Adventure. This is the game we played this week. It was my choice uh, mm-hmm. because, I mean, I guess even though technically Cyberpunk was the obvious choice leading up to the past yeah. few games, Dana chose it, okay? I'm didn't. I. I'm not wasting my choice on Cyberpunk. You wasted your choice on Cyberpunk. So I'm playing the real <laughs> shit. I picked Hirotori Hohen Gao no I mean, Boken. to be fair, this is a... Pr- fairly infamous title if you know anything about like the background of it like apparently in japan it's based off of like one of the most famous uh manga series ever so actually it's it's based on the phoenix manga series sorry to cut you off there but i had no id 
idea that it was based on that. First of all, if you didn't know, because I don't know why you would, uh, Phoenix is my favorite manga series of all time. I own like all the- Is it really? All the, it's Osamu Tezuka's life work. Yeah, uh, yeah, he yeah. never actually finished it, but I own all the volumes. Uh, this is based on Karma, which is the fourth, which makes sense. I'm like, how do you make a fucking video game based on the Phoenix manga? Because each each volume is different significantly from the from one to the other. Uh, Osamu Tezuka is my favorite uh, manga artist by far. I mean, like, I, that's like a weird thing to say, because one, like his style was so different than what you would consider modern manga. He's the godfather of manga. And like, yeah, he two, did, yeah, he he's did, the godfather uh, of manga. He did Astro Boy, right? Yeah, he did Astro Boy. I don't give a shit about Astro Boy, though. He also I liked, did uh, uh, Dororo. Dororo. He, he did, I don't know what Dororo is, but he did, um, what's that one fucking surgery manga? I don't fucking know, but Dororo is like, he did that and they recently had an anime adaptation uh, like last year that's fucking phenomenal. I suggest checking out if you like any of his work. So Okay. My favorite manga of all time is Ode to Kirohito, which is, so this is my favorite manga series, Phoenix, yeah. but Ode to Kirohito is a one-shot, like, 1,500-page manga, which, I mean, it's manga, so it goes by quickly, but, yeah, Phoenix is amazing. My favorite in the series is the did future you, one, Did you I not know two. that this game was based off that when you chose this? No, I didn't, uh, mainly because of, like, Hinotori, like, Phoenix's, I, uh, Hinotori yeah. is, is how you say Phoenix. That's, like, okay. present in a lot of things, so I'm just like, oh, it's probably a coincidence, and if you play the game, you're not gonna be able to tell from the game that this is anything to do with the manga, no, it's just, no, like, no. an NES game with, like, certain sprites, but the reason I chose this is because this game is like followed me for a long time i'm not gonna condone this activity but previously it was very very common to see like young people especially in school environments go on websites that have nes games and just like it has every nes game you click on it there's an nes emulator in the browser and you play it i remember i like went to like some random page clicked a random game that had like a title i couldn't understand and i would do that a couple times and usually it was either a game that like it's impossible to progress without knowing japanese because it's like some like rpg or something that's just not translated or it was like just some like shit game that no one's ever heard of that that's the reason it wasn't localized but i remember i specifically found this game and i'm like whoa this game's actually dope and then for 10 years i had no idea what the name of the game was and i'm like oh, i'll never find this again but i like i was thinking about it in my mind and then i remember it was i think a while back i saw a speedrunner i like playing the game on twitch as a really? as another speedrun so this game actually is a is a game that is it has some speedrunners like i'm not gonna say it's an active speedrun but like zzz underscore pc who is one of the best lost levels players alive he, he alive alive he played this game and i'm like oh shit I know that game. I love that game. And I haven't played it in 10 years. So, like, I put it on my list and I'm like, yeah, I'll play this eventually. And now I did. So, that's the story of why I'm playing this game. So, I got to ask you did it hold up to what you remember or? I thought it was an awesome game because I was actually able to play, like, a level of the game and, like, it didn't completely break. That was my standard when I just, like, played random uh, NES games I, I, in the browser. Quite a few criticisms of this game. We should probably go into, like, what the game actually is yeah so this is a standard platformer uh made by konami uh it was made in 1987 so konami's actually been around since like the late 70s yeah. i think with arcade stuff so this is not like one of their like first titles or no, anything no, no, this is just like a run-of-the-mill platformer it has actually a lot of similarities to mario i would say and it's claim to fame is that you're able to basically generate you're able to shoot enemies and when you shoot an enemy they become a block if the block hits the wall, you can't do anything with it. But if you're able to collect enough blocks before hitting the wall, you basically get ammo to create your own blocks and then like use those as platforms. Yeah, so so to get my from understanding is that you, you're, you're actually an artist and you can chisel out blocks and you're throwing your chisel at enemies. That's like kind of your attack. Uh, there was like 
so many different interpretations of this game that I found online, but that seemed like the coolest one. Like you're like an artist going from area to area. I'm not sure if that's relevant to like the actual Phoenix story or not, but if I recall, the dude was like a straight up murderer and like he was just trying to like the book was called Karma, so he was trying to repent. But anyway, I don't think it matters. You are block man and you make block and then you go from yes. left to right. No, it, it's a cool little game. It's like you said, you go left to right, you play through the levels. There's 16 levels. Uh, what's interesting though is that you are only able to access seven of them and then the other remaining seven, eight, nine levels or whatever, um, you get to by finding alternate paths in the previous levels. Because what you need to do is you need to go to the past and future by finding secret portals that could be hidden in walls or whatever uh, that'll either take you to the past or the future. Uh, none of this is explained. Uh, you have no idea where you're going or what you're doing in those worlds or what portals will take you where because maybe one portal will take you to like the third level in the past or another one will take you to like the, the the fourth world in the future and it's like it's a convoluted fucking mess and then once you're done with all of that it's just yeah unexplained if you do not find the warps after beating the first seven levels you just go back to the first level and be like what the fuck how, yeah. how do I beat this game but I actually was lucky enough that I found the first warp by accident I was just like going to a place and I was just like oh shit I opened yeah. a door and like I, I just went thing. in it and it's like I thought that was cool. I actually like the non-linear gameplay, and I'm going to give this game the benefit of the doubt without knowing anything about it and say that this was probably explained in some sort of manual which no longer exists on the internet. Yeah. And we wouldn't be able to read it anyway because it's in Japanese. The, the same exact thing happened to me. I think I was on like level seven and then spontaneously I broke a wall and then I was in a, a different world. It was like a, a, a dinosaur world with like... Uh, yeah, okay, that's that's exactly where I went to. Yeah, so that, that happened and then I was like, oh shit, like secret path. Like it was actually like really fucking dope until I realized like this game's like a maze of trying to figure out what you, where you're supposed to go to get all like the pieces so what the whole object of the game is to get like pieces of a painting to unlock the phoenix painting to unleash the phoenix on the world or some shit I don't know but yeah you're just supposed to be at all 16 levels and then you're able to beat the game that's really the goal here I mean like I honestly disagree and I actually like this game a lot I don't know you say you have a lot of qualms I'm not sure if you overall enjoyed the game overall liked the game or, or didn't like I, the game it was fun but frustrating at points okay i mean like i was frustrated on a couple of the bosses but the thing that i liked about this game was that for an nes game i thought this was one of the most forgiving games i've ever played like first of all yeah, you have infinite lives yeah infinite lives unlimited continues the only thing that you lose when you game over is you go back to the beginning of the level and i guess you lose your points but no one cares about points at this day and age in a video game for people like us it's so perfect because we can actually beat a game without having to save stay you know there's a pretty reasonable time to beat this game it's like an hour and a half or something like that maybe two hours like max yeah it was it was just about like what the expectation of, of how uh, long we want each other to play these games as a minimum uh, and and like I yeah I, I think I got about two hours of enjoyment in this game and I definitely think there is a replay value in this game if you are like a speedrunner this game seems like a really interesting game to speedrun did you the beat actual in game time did you beat it oh yeah I, I beat the game hundred percent I think oh, you yeah. did as well right yeah, yeah yeah I beat the game hundred percent but that's also any percent so yeah yes I we both beat the game it was forgiving because of the continues but like it also every single level had like a ridiculous timer it's like nine hundred ninety nine yeah, seconds you have on the so clock much time it's, it's I insane. feel like part of that was just like to uh, prevent farming or make it like really annoying to farm like unlimited uh, blocks because the way that enemies spawn you could get them that they just keep spawning yeah. over and over again like a lot of NES it, games it's but I think biggest the biggest problem with the game for me personally is like this has some of the worst worst 
uh, enemy spawn rates out of any game I have ever played. It's a, It plagues a lot of NES titles where if you're just in between screens or frames, enemies will infinitely, infinitely, infinitely bullshit spawns. And there are some bullshit fucking enemies. Not like difficult, but just annoying. Like those fucking fish. That shit sucks. True, but the reason why this game is what I would consider a very forgiving game, besides what we mentioned, versus, like, this game could have been Ninja Gaiden tier difficult, is that they elected to have no knockback when you hit an enemy. Yes. And, like, that small change is actually awesome. Because yeah. if you're in an annoying spot and you have enough life, you could reward yourself and just fly through it, which is pretty awesome, especially if you get a lot of the power-ups and, like, you have a huge life bar. So, you know, fuck this section. Yeah. I'm going through. Yeah, there's, there's multiple items you can collect in this game. Uh, there's chests littered all across the maps by you can throw a chisel at him. A lot of them I just straight up couldn't figure out how to open because they're like on the floor or something like that. My understanding is they fall from the ceiling. You kind of got to hit them as they're coming down. Or you may have to like break a wall to like jump down because um, you can't aim down. You can only aim like one block up and forward and upward. So it gets kind of difficult to hit some of them. But regardless, um, the items include something that increases your life bar by one. Another item that uh, full heals you, which by the way, that item comes out at the perfect time every single time. Like I'll be yeah, like, and, and you know when there's going to be a boss because they give you the one that increases your health and the full heal yeah. and like some point thing every single time. Yeah, there's like a point one. There's like it's an item that makes you invulnerable. Uh, there's like another item that makes you like invisible. You're like able to go through blocks for some reason, which is like the absolute most ballsy decision from a developer. It's like you yeah. know what? you could go through walls. You could basically break our game. Like that yeah. could they they could tell that this game has the ability to soft lock, especially if you run out of blocks because like you actually can kill yourself with the select button. I never had to do it, but oh, like, I, they... I, I I did that a lot actually just to like, get oh, through really? levels. Yeah. Well, let's okay. like so. Did you break any of the floors? Because you can. I actually looked at the manual and it helps so much. You can actually break the floor by uh, yeah, j- yeah, jumping. You actually times. had to do it for a certain certain yeah, chest, yeah, yeah. but like I didn't have to do it very often. It's kind of a frustrating process. It was finicky. You basically just like crouch and jump like rapidly, but sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't work. I, I want to go back to like that that power up chest thing though, uh, just because those ones that you thought you couldn't get hit on the floor, usually it just means that you have to like jump in the air and risk dying and like spawn a block in yeah, midair to like you. be able to hit them. Which I just, and honestly I didn't really feel like doing it, you know. I, I guess that's where we differ because I was getting these uh like every single block and I was also doing it in a matter like even if it was a point block, just the fact that they put these in challenging places like I was like oh I enjoy the challenge I'm up for it and like I would try to get them even if it like meant it would take more time to beat the level or I would like risk death like I I actually really enjoyed uh, that aspect of the game I mean like I also did you get Konami man oh the boss no no so I guess there was like a boss with a Konami logo but like I think it was in like the third level of the game uh, and, and this didn't really it, it, all the stuff went away when you game over so it wasn't like really something that made the game it's, it's not like a, a Donkey Kong Country beginning of the game power up where you get like 50 lives or whatever but uh there's a item in like the third level of the game where it's hard to get because this game is like a lot of older nes games where if you go to the right you can no longer go to the left the screen doesn't scroll think smb1 uh where you have to like scroll at the perfect place get the item that allows you to walk through walls and then like hit a chest 
and it gives you max life, uh, max blocks, which I think is 99, and then it gives you like a couple more lives, and it's like it's the shape of this little superhero. I thought that was a pretty fun Easter egg. It's only in one place in the game. Oh, I never saw that. I saw like a couple, like I got like extra lives and shit like that, and apparently there's like a boot item that makes you not slip on ice. I've never ever found that, but... Yeah, I never saw that. Doesn't matter. I mean, like, if we're talking about the actual level design, I there were definitely areas of this game that were better than others. I thought the first area was pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, like, first you're, like on a, you're like on a ship and then you're like in a town and stuff like that. It was kind of cool. Yeah, and I might just have nostalgia because that's the area I was in when I played this game in the browser uh, t- over 10 years ago. But then there was also, like, I thought the last area, the uh, prehistoric world was pretty cool. I mean, like... Honestly, the boss variety, like, there were some bosses that were actually good, but most of them you could just spam A near them and then you yeah, eventually uh, no, die. I or you just I find a very exploitable pattern. I don't think any of the bosses were difficult. You could literally just go against the wall and just spam attack and they don't do anything. Like, I'm not, I think the only difficult boss is the, like, the gargoyle guy that, like, flies around and shoots, like, the blade. It's the only hard boss. I thought the one that looks like Konami, uh, the, the, future area boss was I literally just difficult. I literally just stand under him and just attack up and just take all the hits and like so like the problem with these bosses you can just take all the hits but you are attacking fast enough that you will kill him before he kills you if you're at full health I, I think the issue is that I just like tried to blitzkrieg before getting there and then because of that like I just didn't have full health to be able yeah, to do yeah, it yeah. I, I mean like on that I hated the future world so much it was the most annoying enemies and the most annoying levels in the game but I like you can't have perfect levels for every yeah, single yeah, game yeah. I just thought it was funny that like they blatantly copied Mega Man, which is not the same company. It's Capcom. Like, yeah. the future world just straight up looked like Mega Man sprites. It I was had like, pretty this good is... music, though. Yeah, oh, so I actually know this music pretty well, and I was like, wait, is this the music from Jump? This this music is like, I think it's Jump or Jump Half. The the music from, like, the Yoshi houses is like this, it's like a da 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 Da-da. You remember that music? Uh, I'd probably have to hear it. I'm not gonna. I'm, I cut out me playing music and I inserted actual music from the game there because I <laughs> I cringe at myself. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I thought this was an above average platformer for the NES. Like, I thought this was like an interesting take on what Mario could have been without Shigeru Miyamoto at the reins. Because, like, at the end of the day, this has all the elements to make like a really really solid platformer, but there was stuff that fell short that did not let it ascend to classic status. I thought it was funny, though. I keep referring to Mario, and the reason for that is, like, this game has, like, the exact same HUD. Yeah. This... The, the HUD is literally the it's same identical. with the points of the lives. Like, the font you can ju- is the you same. You can jump out of the map and, like, f- jump on the top of, like, platforms and stuff where, like, you know, in Mario, in the second level, you, like, break out of a block and then you're running across, like, the top of the map. You can do that in this, too. Like Yeah, that coupled with the fact that you can't move left, like, I was just reminded of Mario at every yeah. single turn. And then, like, the only thing that, I mean, even the, like, the going from level to, like, world to world, it's, like, non-linear, like, you're taking a warp pipe. This game did come out, come out like, a year, I think, after after maybe like a year and a half after uh, Mario. So I feel like they probably took all the cool things from there. I, I want to say, though, you may have a positive opinion of this game, but I think a lot of that is based I'm assuming you use a little bit of a walkthrough to see where you go, because I feel like this is genuinely impossible to figure out where to go unless nope. you're spending I, out. I, the only thing I walked through was uh, basic controls, that thing I sent you. How do you how did you get to World 8, to the last level? I got lucky and I was just shooting stuff and I'm like, oh. So I had I looped through the last area for a while and then 
then like I realized I was like shooting stuff. I was like, wait, why why are you able to break blocks in this area? And then I was like, oh, they again use that scrolling trick where if you scroll too far, you won't be able to find the warp. Yeah, but that yeah, was the yeah. hardest warp to find. Yeah, it, it's the it, other stuff was luck. So that's like the my biggest problem though is like if you're not lucky, then you're like literally wandering around like all the levels trying to find out like the portal to like the last world. Because the thing is like, let's say you're stuck in the future and you want to go back to the past, you need to hopefully come across a portal to send you back to either the future or the uh, the past or the the present, uh, which can be quite frustrating after you beat an entire level like multiple times. One level that stuck out to me that fucking sucked was the one with the falling platforms. The first time I got there, I, I died a couple times. It was just like wasn't that fun and like the bosses i felt like you said you just stand up to them and spam on them there's not really much difficulty i think i beat that second try after i realized that the platforms could fall i don't know i'm just a better gamer than you that's just how yeah, it I is bet. that's how it always is so get wrecked i my my retort to your your thing about some things being cryptic these were different times man no, I, they, I, they did I, not I want that. two hours of gameplay so i like yeah you could acknowledge why they made a design decision and still acknowledge it's frustrating if you're playing a game today. So I, I think we're both on, on the same page here, but I, I'm able to look past it while you're probably looking at a little bit more of a modern. I have nostalgia goggles for this game. That's yeah, yeah, how yeah. It, no, that's it, pretty was, much it was it is. fun and stuff like that. It's just like the in a, like some like the turtle enemies or something like that. Enemies that just like patrol on the ground. They're impossible to kill if it's just a plat, flat platform because you can't get into an angle to attack them. So you just literally have to jump into them. Were you were you trying to? just like absolutely bliss to this game no okay because I, I feel like if you actually just like stopped and like tried to kill the enemies it wasn't that bad but maybe i'm just again the god gamer that's how it is well it's like i'm like you so you example let's say you're on a high platform right and then there's a lower platform attached to it and then a, a pit and there's an enemy patrolling that that's only one pixel high you physically can't attack it so you have well, to that, then you just skip it you just you just jump in midair, get blocks, and yeah, skip yeah, the yeah. But it's like it, it just is like necess- unnecessary. Like sometimes you have to jump down, or there's like platforms where you actually have to get hit to get past, or something like that. Or you can do that like crazy death jump, which is I, I guess a mechanic. But I'd rather not miss up an input and like instantly die. You know. I think that you're just jealous that I picked an awesome game this week. Honestly, I'm just happy that we're able to talk about games that aren't like massive modern AAA titles. I feel like we haven't played like a retro game like this in a while i feel like it's probably it was mc kids right yeah but like that was a good game i don't it's it's been a couple months i'm I'm happy we still got it bud no most most of my qualms with this are just like typical uh nes problems back in the day the quality of life mechanics are not fleshed out on my nes game no 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 it's just like comparing it to other nes games like you know just like the infinite scrolling enemies like the the fish enemies alone are enough to take it down a couple pegs for me those enemies fucking suck i had no issues with those at all. Do you, I would have eight to ten of them on the screen at any given point. Which did you use an emulator? I'll ask yes. that much. Which emulator did you use? Uh, NES Topia. Okay, that's the one I used. I don't. I don't know. I I had one weird uh, spawn. Uh, the 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 first time literally I went to like every the final en- area. Literally every enemy I ever encountered in the game would spawn like eight times. Well, maybe you're not playing on the correct version of NES Topia, and your computer can't handle playing NES games because uh, that's just how it be. Uh, also, on the last level is literally one of the worst levels I've ever played in any game ever. Because uh, I am. Oh, it's like earthquake physics, and it's like you're. It, eh, it's okay. So the problem with the last level in. Sp- Spoiler alert. 
it's literally like at two frames per second, the level is just going left one uh, frame and then right one pane. So it's just shaking violently while at the same time your character is independently uh, doing the same thing, but at twice the speed. Uh, it is nauseating. Every enemy, every, like the background, everything is just shaking violently. What's going and that's that's the level, and that's probably one of the easiest levels in the game. Actually, there's like really no... yeah. I, I first tried it, and I also didn't experience these issues. But then again, you get sick pretty easily. I'm it, just everything that Dana says is wrong with the game isn't a big deal, and I'm just at this point I feel like I'm being mean by going along with this joke and just discounting everything he says. No, okay, you have valid criticism. <laughs> however, I disagree. That's all I'm saying. Well, it's okay. In conclusion, in conclusion, Sam's allowed to be wrong. That's okay. I, I thought you were going somewhere with that. No, okay. I, I guess that's just my life now. In conclusion, if you like that one power up in Mario Maker where you make the blocks and then you could throw them at shit, it's literally they copied this game. This it, I, I would still give this game like Nintendo. a. I'll give this a six out of ten though. Like I, I enjoyed it. It's a little cute little game. It obviously has like the my little qualms, but um, it's not bad. Uh, the the funny thing is, like I would probably rate this in like this seven range. So like it, it's like all these like I completely disagree it's like it's the difference between like a tiny nudge it's it's like this is a game that's easily forgettable and i have nostalgia goggles for even though i like didn't have this as a kid but i had this i think as a, a young six adult. out of ten is a reasonable score for something like this yeah i mean this is this is not a game that like people are gonna like there's a reason it didn't come to the u.s and that reason is because no one knows what the phoenix manga series is but no it's also just like not like people would not be raving about this game they'd be like i want more mega man and that's that's how it was. So to go back onto the guy, it was Osamu Tezuka. You say Osamu Tezuka? Yeah, Tezuka. He does Phoenix. I like I said, he does Dororo. You should check that out. It's super, super good. You should check out Phoenix. Have you checked out Phoenix? Maybe I will. Idiot. Do you even read manga? No, but it's like I watch the anime. The, there is an anime for Phoenix, and it sucks. Massive. Phoenix well, I'm gonna balls. watch it, and I'm gonna base my entire opinion on the series. Yeah, that's that's the problem. That's that's honestly the problem because I feel like you're gonna do that and be like, I don't really like Phoenix that much. That's not how it works. Okay, Phoenix is the best manga series of all time. I hear it's I hear it's fantastic. Yeah, I am really sad it wasn't finished, but that's fine because most of the books are one offs that have like a similar theme. My favorite in the series is number two, the future one. I don't know if that was number two in the Japanese release order, but it's number two in the U.S release order from like when they did it like yeah. 15 years ago anyway read the manga i literally could not get through like two episodes of the anime it's that bad it's okay it's not like bad it's just like you know those things that are like so bad they're like they're so mediocre like they're just forgettable and like they yeah. just like it, it's I, one of those i'm it's, a huge anime junkie so it's like i have to watch like seven series at a given time so like anytime new seasonal comes out if i if i can't stand the first 20 minutes of something i'm just like i'm i, I can't it's just so so mediocre yeah it's like no one's gonna say like the doom movie with the rock is the worst movie on the planet but like it's that's like i the fact that i even remembered that movie exists is impressive when something is so the most mediocre thing is worse than the worst thing you know yeah in, in terms it, of it, movies it, like well, if we're talking well, about because like, here's the thing like i like bad movies and bad games because it's like you can get the joke behind it but if it's just is like it's trying and it's like super mediocre then it's just disappointing yeah i like i'm 100 in the same boat that's i would rather watch something that's unforgettably bad than something that's forgettably okay i feel like that's my issue with like a lot of the stuff coming out today like 
everything in my life is like tried to be dictated by an algorithm and like the way that these algorithms work is that like they try to eventually they think they know you but like they're just trying to get you strayed towards whatever lowest common denominator like content there is yeah like you'll notice this because like everyone's gonna be like and these shows are fine but it's like oh you watch Shit's Creek I was recommended Shit's Creek and now everyone's watching Shit's Creek and like yeah it's good but like this isn't like something that like actually speaks to me and like eventually like the algorithm just takes you to like just whatever popular media slightly sways in your direction I mean like I I actually next thing you know you're looking at uh, SJW's owned compilations and you're listening to Ben Shapiro okay YouTube is a little different like I'm thinking like more like actual like high budget media like YouTube it's like you're gonna eventually go to like the three viewed uh, guy that like d- d- is talking about like whatever like fetish you you've only thought about haven't even searched on your <laughs> yeah, phone I, i've thought about it and they, they can read my mind uh, yeah. i i find most traditional media to be like unbearable to be honest like most movies these days most shows i just can't this is gonna read like an ad but like i mean like on that like i finally found an app that i think i actually will really enjoy like i don't i don't really you don't take me as a movie person because when we tried to put movies in the podcast you're like i don't watch movies why are we doing this and I agreed, <laughs> but uh, no, um, like I finally found like, so there's, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the Criterion channel. Like you ever see like a movie? It's like, oh, this fancy movie is endorsed by the Criterion channel yeah. or like it's in the Criterion collection. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, yeah. They, they finally made an app. And the way that it works is that instead of being recommended an algorithm, they just have like a bunch of movie curators that are like, oh, uh, this movie is part of our collection. And it's not like you might enjoy it. It's just like, here's our collection this week. So like, it's it's something that's completely curated and not like actually part of like an algorithm. So like, I just watched this fucking like movie from Senegal from 1968 called like Mondabi. And like, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed Mondabi and there is no way any app would ever suggest that algorithm it's like oh he's gonna love this senegalese movie from oh it's like you love this check out the avengers endgame yeah exactly but no mandabi that was dope shit some guys like he's chilling in his house and then it's like oh we have a money order for you for twenty five thousand. I, I, I keep francs. getting uh recommended uh the human centipede so it's like i don't know what i'm doing on the internet to making me suggest watching that but i don't want to yo this is a podcast sponsored by mandabi you thought i was gonna say the criterion channel or criterion <laughs> Tyrion collection, whatever. No, they're not going to sponsor our shitty video game podcast. Mondavi, okay? Uh, Speaking of shitty things, I'm really pissed about my purchase this week. I remember a couple fucking weeks ago, we played, uh, what we play fucking Hades, and I bought the collector's, the physical edition, because I love the game so much, because it said it came with an art book. Well, it didn't come with an art book. It came with a fucking postcard-sized little pamphlet, and I'm pissed. It came, it came like, with some dude laminated uh, uh, some printouts from the game, and, like, he, he like, put, like, six on a page, and then, like, like double-sided it, and then this cut is them not out. A, this is not a book. This is a fucking... Uh, <laughs> they, they literally have the audacity to refer to this as an art book and like yeah i actually really enjoy uh supergiant games i think that's who makes hades yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're but a fantastic that's company kind of false advertising when you say it's going to contain an art book however i will say they weren't like super misleading they just like showed like this book next to a switch case and it's like oh that looks like a legit book the problem is no one's thinking that a switch case is like the size of a ant already so like yeah. you're basically paying for this deck of cards you still get a physical copy of hades and that's yeah but cool. it was like it's it's like $20 more expensive than the actual game. I think it's 10. I think it's 35 versus 25. It's 25 on Switch at least. Like if you're talking about like some Steam sale on a sketchy link, it's probably like $3. 
but yeah, it's it's twenty five. But it came with the soundtrack. Yeah, so I still don't think it's a terrible deal. I think that is just a case of misleading advertising. It's okay because I I I am willing to forgive Hades for the amount of enjoyment I, I've had. I was just excited to have like some cool piece of art that I can put on my shelf and never look at again. That's like when you when you donate to a streamer and like you put a long message and they're just like, oh, thanks for the thing, and then they don't read it. It's like, oh, I I still support you. It's just I I don't. I'm, I I'm actually a bit stopped. Tipped. Um, I stopped subbing to almost everyone on Twitch recently. There are people that I had like you know 40, 50 month uh, sub streaks with, and I'm just like, you know what? I don't need to have this. Yeah, I, I definitely got out of hand at one point where I was like sub to like 35 people at once. I'm like, what do do I really get? Literally like 150 dollars a month of enjoyment out of this? No, and I'm like, I, I don't. No, absolutely not. That's 10 times as much as Netflix. And then like immediately I like trim that down to like five people, which honestly it sucks because the reason why I'm sub to these people is because A, their content is good and B... You want to support them. Well... I was going to say, B, I have a legacy of supporting them, and I don't want to, like... Like, there are so many people I want to support, but, like, I've had to cut myself off, and I just... I hate the idea that I like someone more than someone else because I sub to them. It's, like, almost like... If I if I want to start subbing to someone, that's like a lifelong commitment to spending five dollars. Yeah. Like and like that's how I view it, and that's why I never do it anymore. But my problem is I subbed to people that were like hundred, maybe two hundred uh, view streamers at the time, and then they blew up to be like ten thousand. So it's just like uh, it's no longer really personable. It's like you, you're not going to care, and you're not really needing money or care if I support you or not. Really, yeah, I mean, so. like at the end of the day, like it's it's they're suffering from success at that point to like bring up yeah. DJ Khaled. It's it, it's, you, you don't need to, and that's DJ that's honestly Khaled. good for them. <laughs> yes, the DJ Khaled. Oh, let's get him on the show. Let's let's get, make our first guest DJ Khaled. But I mean, if we're talking like Twitch, if we're talking, um, oh shit, no, my god, we don't have Twitch. What? I I assumed we could transfer <laughs> this into a Twitch related thing. Legitimately, I'm like, oh, let me check the subjects. We no, have a Twitch it, thing, right? Oh no, I, I was talking fucking special editions, but we can talk about fucking Blizzard and how they're fucking up. Yeah, I guess if we if we're just talking about the outrage machine, um, yeah. So Blizzard is laying off Blizzard Activision let's actually be more clear about this because it really is Activision at this point yeah. Blizzard Activision is laying off roughly 2% of its workforce uh, they have not said the numbers but they have said the percent so like people are estimating around 190 to 200 people are being yeah, it, uh, laid off it's basically off. the entire esports team who would have thought that uh, competitive esports I, I made I made a gesture because I, I wanted to butt in but like I was uh, continue <laughs> Okay, let's, I guess let's it's start me. This, let's start this segment <laughs> over. <laughs> I guess it's me on this one. Um, yeah, so so Blizzard Blizzard is laying off two percent of his workforce, uh, but really it's Blizzard Activision because um, the people that are really affected are on the Activision side because even though they've been reporting this as a esports related layoff, um, when you're laying off two hundred people and fifty. People of them are esports related, and the rest are related to an acquisition by Activision, King.com. That's really laying off King.com. The majority of the layoffs were from King.com. Who is King.com? They make Candy Crush, and uh, I don't mm. really understand uh, why they're laying off these people, but they make Candy Crush and a bunch of other games. I think that Candy Crush has, like, a relatively large web presence, so maybe they're just, My like, mom folk- still plays it. Yeah, I mean, it might be one of those Zynga situations where, like, old people still play Farmville, but, like, it's nothing like it used to be. No. I think that is definitely less boring than the esports part, but, yeah, 50 people, like, basically the entire esports 
staff at Blizzard, I mean, maybe not the entire esports staff, but like a large part of the esports staff, like the general esports staff, not like this esports is, players and stuff. This is basically just a trim down uh, from their esports. They had a huge, huge push into the esports team with like Overwatch and OWL. You know, they have the uh, Arena World Championship for World of Warcraft, the uh, Mythic Dungeon Invitational for World of Warcraft. And it just people are just not pining to watch this stuff. You know, the problem no, was sh- I, I I think that like the reasoning why they're laying off people is completely reasonable. They're saying it's they're laying off people who are like esports relations in in because of the pandemic. Like they're not doing like actual esports related events anymore. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it, it just is uh, going to like the the wider framing of in the Blizzard uh, sphere. They they put all this like hundreds of billions of dollars into fucking uh, not millions uh, billions millions of dollars into esports, like with like uh, Overwatch teams and stuff like that. It's just like no one cares about any of this. So it's just the fact that it's not doing well. It's not surprising they're they're uh, slowly windling down like the team of people working on any of this shit. Well. It's also just like the fact, like, do you remember that they like made a massive deal with YouTube and that like completely destroyed esports viewership? Yep, it, it like ruined it because like the thing about streaming on Twitch is that Twitch chat is sixty percent of the fucking uh, experience. Having everybody scream fucking PogChamp when something insane happens is like part of the experience, and then it's just like completely sterile as shit on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, like with. Esports, especially, I feel like the culture is so much more on Twitch than YouTube. It just, it's, it's not comparable. Like, esports have to be where like people want to watch them it doesn't like yeah. it's not one of those if they, if we build it they will come sort of things it, it like it'd be different if it was already there the problem is they already have a massive following and been doing it for like seven or eight years on twitch to suddenly move it to youtube it's just like people just aren't gonna watch it yeah like i feel like people don't follow esports from platform to platform they're just like oh esports are on the platform i currently watch i guess i'll look at that like i go on a lot of game directory stuff on twitch and yeah. i feel like that's how i find a lot of cool stuff happening but that's just not something I could really do. YouTube has like the biggest searchability problem for both like live it's streams and terrible. and uh, their regular content. So that's, how it is. Is that's so why fun. you can't find virtual homework podcasts when like you you search like cyberpunk. It's not the first result. What's up with that? It should be. Uh, so if you want to sponsor <laughs> us, uh, YouTube. Yeah. Oh my God. Imagine if you search cyberpunk and the first result was the virtual homework podcast. I'd be down with that. I'd be down with that. I mean, like if we're I'd talking about like you'd be pissed. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about like why people are actually pissed about these layoffs. Like people were like <laughs> upset about people getting laid off and we just like went into like a YouTube rant. But no, like this was also just like, oh, you know what? We're laying off people because of the pandemic. Why don't we just give $200 million to our CEO? So yeah. shout out to Bob Kotick. I don't know Which, how to pronounce his name. To be fair, I mean, it just sucks that it happened the same time because the whole thing about uh, him getting that $200 million, it was a clause in his contract. If they, From like five st- years ago, right? Yeah, if their stock hit a certain point. So it's like this would have happened regardless. It just, it looks bad, but at the end of <laughs> yeah. the day, it just, it's business. Like this is, it's, it's really nothing. It just sucks that this happened at the same time. It's terrible optics, really. It's it, yeah. If it's if the stock was like up above a certain thing and it, like it stayed there for a threshold, the threshold I think actually he's gonna get paid, but he's not getting paid until like the end of the June. It's just like a terrible time to announce it. I'm yeah, like yeah. honestly, I'm surprised that they didn't make a bigger deal about this. But like one of the things, like all these 
employees are getting standard severance packages but like as part of the severance like they get a $200 blizzard gift card I feel like that's <laughs> yeah. so weird like really like you just got fired from this company they're like here's a gift card it's like eh. I feel it's, it's like, like it's like, gonna it's like make getting a subway gift card it's yeah my boss it's, it's like oh here's a $25 gift to subway because you're gonna be homeless after we got you out of a I, job I, I I love my job but my boss he gives he I got he gave me a fucking $25 uh Chili's gift card for Christmas <laughs> oh I God. still I mean, haven't that's, used that's it honestly like I mean I guess I got a bonus but my boss didn't give me that bonus my company did like it, my boss didn't give me uh like a personal gift so there we go speaking of going what are you are you done with the podcast <laughs> am i gonna just gonna do it myself no, no we're not done here <laughs> no we got shit to say that i was gonna say speaking of going fucking uh something went away from the steam store did you see what happened with super seducer 3 yeah okay have you ever played a super seducer super super seducer game no but anyone that's ever watched any streamer in the past like four years has seen like enough of it to have played it yeah my girlfriend actually streamed super seducer the first one oh that's fucking hilarious it it is a really funny game to watch for those who don't know super seducer is a a game by some self-proclaimed like love guru like relationship advice type guy he makes these games where you get into and this is like uh played out all in real life uh essentially like little motion videos uh where you talk to women and you try to seduce them to i guess sleep with you so you can say like crazy things to them or you know try to be like sly and probably say the the right things and then if if you say the wrong thing and they run away or throw a drink in your face the guy will come out and be like you shouldn't have done that you should probably be nicer and talk about her feelings or, or some shit uh, it can get quite sexual and uh graphic at times it, it's kind of like a visual novel with like real life actors and like real yeah. life scenes it's like a modern take on an fmv kind of like those, yeah, yeah, those yeah. like night trap almost like the those type of games i guess but the it the whole the whole point is that like it's not actually a dating game. It's like what a neckbeard would think is the actual right thing to say. Like it's like a game where like negging yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's terrible, terrible situations that and, are and only the, funny and more that's, than, than and that's anything. why they has gotten such um, notoriety. It's because they're really, really funny to watch. Like if you're in a big stream and everyone's going crazy, like talking about these options, it's like it, it's really, really interesting and entertaining. And I think that's what the game is kind of evolved into: be more entertaining than be serious which i think that was kind of the original intention at the yeah well, beginning. well so i think it's kind of one of the situations where uh it, it's like the room like tommy was like the the person who actually stars as the actor as the person getting all the women is like the creator of the game himself so mm-hmm. this is what he would do in these situations and like oh he has so many women like so it really comes off as it's cringe comedy because it's like this guy actually thinks this works yeah and i think like so this is super seducer three and super seducer two played more into those elements of like the ridiculous nature of it and i think it was a bit more sexualized but the reason why super seducer 3 is banned from steam is due to the fact that uh, the game is considered too pornographic and while steam does hmm. not allow for real nudity uh and like pornographic content they allow for a shit ton of hentai games honestly yeah. i think it's a problem have you tried to search a game on steam lately because like you L- can't search cyberpunk yeah. like you search cyberpunk and it's like oh it's like uh put a tentacle in my uh asshole simulator eight it's like there's eight of these god damn <laughs> like yeah <laughs> it's it's a huge problem and i understand the argument and stuff like that people that's like the number one argument i see about this is like well there's all these fucking naked hentai games i'm like yeah it's drawn but at the same time it's like i feel like that stuff's just as much as a problem and shouldn't 
probably be on the platform. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't want to play. I mean, the thing is, there is a massive blurred line where there's like AAA titles like uh, Conan Age of Exile or whatever, where like they show Dong and Cyberpunk shows Dong. Like, well, there's and, like, extreme like nudity and hardcore porn- pornographic. Like, I, um, I wouldn't say the point of Cyberpunk is to come. Like, no, <laughs> it's well, not one like, of those games you would like try try not to come that you see yeah, on like a. Yeah, a yeah you see those, those those those. Uh, <laughs> no, it's still on anime websites. It's like uh, this game will make you come. It's like you must take a shower before playing this this game and it's like a picture Jesus. of naruto being or something oh my um, god oh my god <laughs> you went there but but yeah I, I i personally don't think either of them should be on steam but apparently by opening yourself up to legitimate pornographic content you have a massive legal uh, nightmare so that's that's what yeah, they're I, thinking I, on steam it's because it's like actual like real life instead of being like animation or like you know models in a video game. I think so. Is the problem. So the thing is though, uh, the 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 creator of the game is saying that like the game doesn't actually contain pornographic content, but we we only have his side of the story. Like we're never gonna really get like the full reason why the game is banned. I think the game does have a Twitch safe version though, and I was surprised mm-hmm. that Steam took action before Twitch if it re- truly was pornographic content. Yeah, but you I'm would thinking... think because Twitch TOS is like super insane for that kind of stuff, but yeah. So, uh, apparently it's content that's, like, locked behind a paywall that, like, is still, like, in the non-Twitch safe mode, but... I feel I feel like this honestly there is some weight to his argument that I I could see Steam not wanting this type of game on their platform because like this encourages like I if you've watched the game and like the dating moves you could this, just see like where it could go or like the porn industry could start trying to make games where they're sneaking in more and more you know what I mean for that demographic I mean, I, there's there's that slippery slope argument but like I almost feel like this game kind of encourages sexual harassment and probably teaches like young socially awkward men to like harass women yeah and maybe I, that's where they're coming from there's a lot of creepy elements in this game and the fact that yeah, they're done with real life people I, like they, i didn't even think about that that's actually a fantastic argument like it, it does it's like borderline like teaching kids to be like i hate to say rapist rapey yeah it, it so i feel like that's they're probably going to judge the game more harshly and things that would be considered pornographic uh in their game might not be considered pornographic in a different title but like they can't just outright say we don't like your game and what it represents so we don't like i guess they could but like that would just open themselves up to like this is censorship but at the and same then, time, like we were, you were saying about like the anime games, there's literally you know tentacle asshole um, adventure nineteen, and it's just like, well, that's that's yeah, also but that's teaching... not going to teach to like dress up in a squid costume and I yeah, but there's some like pretty sketchy or like scary things like oh no, I don't want to do this you know type like, shit. You like know what those I mean? Banned games on Twitch, like what's what's that one banned? Honey pop like that band game on Twitch. Um, the Maiden Rape Assault Violent Semen Inferno. <laughs> like, like that probably doesn't teach good values. <laughs> that, that should be played like you know when you went to the uh, computer lab when you were like in second grade and you played like fucking Zumbinis or like something like that. They should have like that. games. Yeah, they they should have that there instead. <laughs> oh no, I mean, I I again, I don't think that teaches the the good Christian values I've I've tried to learn. I mean, like. This is okay. You know what? Hard stop. This is not a transition from this subject to this subject, but we have to go into this subject because it's a talking point. But at this point, I have to go through it. Facebook is announcing that they're trying to make more apps for kids under 13. Oh, no. Yeah, it's honestly, it's not good. It's like, why would why would Facebook think that making a they're literally trying to make an Instagram for kids 13 and under? That is just 
asking. That is the worst asking. thing ever. They're like, they're, the, so apparently that Facebook has already made a messenger for kids and like parents are able to watch what their kids post on it. But like we saw how YouTube kids went. If you make a literal database of just like photos of children, there is there is nothing that could go right. The argument is that kids were trying to join these apps like Instagram and they will buy and that's like not allowed. So they're going to make a place this where like kids just could just post not this. Be able to do it, though. I don't think they're developed enough to be able to do it. Here's yeah. the thing. You, you mentioned like, oh, parents are supposed to oversee this. Like I work retail. Every single kid under the age of fucking 10 has a cell phone complete unfettered access and the parent has zero interaction with it zero 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 like a, a parent could be like just chilling and the kid's like look at this knife i found on the ground it's like oh that's fun let me let me do my own thing in the store and like that's how like all retail is it's just like you dealing with like literally, little shit kids destroying literally, everything literally literally <laughs> that actually like stuff happens like we have like weapons on the wall with like kids like grabbing it wielding it around while the parents just like looking at them like aha uh-huh, that's so cute i'm like you're whole brandishing a how'd you get this <laughs> This is high up. You, like, climbed up a display. You stole my manager's gun. (laughs) Wait, what? Hey, buddy. Yo, was that a fucking good episode or what? (laughs) Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you did like it. All right, here's what you're going to do. Five stars Apple podcast. Subscribe on SoundCloud. Go to Spotify. Get all your friends and make them subscribe. Gunpoint. Basically, whatever you can do to make this podcast successful, we don't care what it is. We don't care what the means are. Thanks, gamers. Uh, What he said, but slightly less aggressive and more loving.